You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to Line Noise. Today we have an exceptionally distinguished guest in the form of Wolfgang Fleur, a German musician who was literally in craftwork, which makes him better than all four of the Beatles put together in my book. And he's a very modest man, so I'm sure he would disagree with that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, Wolfgang has got a fantastic new solo album coming out on March the 4th called Magazine One. Uh, he talked to us about recording with Juan Atkins, his parents' views on craftwork, acting singing, magazine two, and a whole lot more. And he ends up with a lovely and very moving story about an unexpected meeting with Florian Schneider in Dusseldorf Cafe in 2016. Uh, it's a fantastic interview. He is a very interesting man, and it was an absolute pleasure and privilege to have him on Line Noise. I hope you enjoy it. The new album, Magazine One, where does it sit in your in your career, in the work you've done? What do you mean by sit? The, the position of what? Well, how do you feel it compares to all of yeah. the work you've done? Ah, okay, I see. Um, yeah, I think it is the best I've ever done. And at the moment, I would say it's the best w what I could do at the moment. I don't know in five years, but at the moment... I think it's the best what I could uh, deliver. And you've compared the album to an actual physical magazine, correct? In what way? Yeah. Uh, a physical magazine, I mean, um, it, it, it's like if you leave through a magazine a new, with news or any, any other theme, uh, it should be a, a bit like that. Every page has another story to tell. And it's so so colorful if if you see a People magazine or anything else with all these, including themes about literature, about politics, about even about sex. But sex is not on that album, but on the magazine too. I can already announce that. Uh, the other, uh, all the other themes, they should be like uh, leaving through a physical magazine, the delight one. Everyone has his fan magazine, maybe for motorcycles, the other one has for cars, for furniture or hi-fi and so, you know. So uh, every page is another thing. It's just an, 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 audio, an audio book, you know, for uh, the news which we can offer. I have detected a lot of, well, a touch of humour in the album. Um, really? Is that true? <laughs> well, well, for example, a song like "Billionaire," where you're you're playing you're yeah. playing a role, um, and it seems to me it's a serious subject, but you are treating it with a touch of humour. Is that right, or am I picking up on yeah. something that isn't oh, there? Of course, of course, of course, Ben. It is uh, all uh, of, of uh, irony and cynical things inside, and you can imagine who uh, the person is, what I'm trying to play. It's a, it's a role for me, you know. And when I go in, into such tracks, I'm like an actor. I try to play this person who I am, um, uh, which I want to introduce to the people, you know. So uh, see, me, see me better than an actor. I have learned my role and uh, I slip into that 
in that into that song like I am on a stage, you see, and uh, of course it is <laughs> very much humor inside, and the people should know what it is about, why I am so ironically, and um, you know, and other songs as well. It's interesting uh, you talk about acting because um, I think I remember rightly from your your excellent book you wanted to be an actor, correct? Correct. When I was a young boy or a young man, let's say a young man, I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. At, at least I became an actor. I mean, um, I think every musician who goes to a stage uh, and presents music does play a certain role. And he's different when he comes back from the stage and, the, and, and even already in the backstage with his colleagues or his family or his friends, he's different, you know. I know a group in Germany... Uh, uh, they seem to be a big uh, uh, rock band like Die Krups. Have you heard about Die Krups? I've heard the name. Uh, Krups, yeah, they play a, a hard role with, with leather jackets and leather trousers. And if they are back in, in the backstage, <laughs> they are so smart, you know, so lovely. And the, uh, even the first one, you think rockers, they drink alcohol, they smoke cigarettes or pot or so. Now, so the leader, the lead singer and the founder, he has never had a, a glass of alcohol in his life and drinks milk and he does not smoke cigarettes and he loves his mum in Texas where he lives, you know. He's completely different. I mean, on stage he's a hard, tough guy, you know, and he plays a pretty good role. And even we did play roles in Kraftwerk. We, we played the robots, we played the models, and, and I played the electro drama with them, you know. So it, it's always a role. And, um, yeah, so at least I became an actor. Where do you see the line between singing and acting? Are they basically two parts of the same thing for you? Yeah, it is the same thing, at least. Um, I mean, at the moment, I don't go on stage with these songs, you know, it's because I don't have a band. If I had a band, I, I would do something. I would clothe me different, maybe than on walking on the street, as we did in Kraftwerk. We took our red T-shirts, our red shirts, our black trousers, and uh, the black tie with the little LED lamps, and so. So it is. We, we went on stage and played Kraftwerk, you know. And I would do the same when I am going to my life act with Musik Soldat, which is an, a dance uh, program for the people. I have uh, many, many videos, and, and also play a role. I play DJ which I'm not, actually not am, but I play a DJ and do it very well, different than the others do, because, in fact, I am not a DJ, but the people think so. So that's the reason I play my role well. When you say you're not a DJ, that seems a bit harsh. I mean, someone who has made electronic music uh, for as long as you had, who, who has been a DJ, you know, who has, has done DJ sets, why do you say you're not a DJ? Because it's a different art, and I cannot uh, do that. I have not trained it. I have very big respect. I know many teachers, how they present music uh, in, in that way, how they do with all these uh, machines which they use, you know. I make it a bit easier. I have also some effect machines, but I, I play more complete tracks which I have prepared before at my home which fits to the, to the videos which I bring behind. So it's more for the people to go to the cinema, to the movies, and I play uh, the role, uh, a little bit of the concerts, uh, of, of the uh, musicians that play the music fitting to it. 
So what I see mostly, the people forget to dance and really stare at, at the big screen, and uh, they are so so uh, captured by the by the by the might of the images, you know. Do you still go out dancing? I mean, obviously it's a bit difficult now with, with COVID, but generally, do you, do you still go out to clubs? Oh, not so often when I was younger, but uh, at least sometimes I do. But not in that time which I, when I have to use my mask on, you know. At least I'm, seven, I'm 75 in July, and so um, maybe we do sometimes. But let us see how is, uh, in proceedings in summer. You, uh, I read something you wrote about DJing, um, and you said that when, I think you said when you DJ or when, when you play the role of a DJ, you talk about being positively intoxicated. What, what do you mean by that? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm touched by the songs which I present. And I would not present any, uh, any track which, which doesn't touch me in, in any form. So um, I also play some, some tracks of other musicians or friends whom I'm with, or, or colleagues who I'm friendly with, you know. But um, it touches me so much that I, I must start moving. I start dancing. So that is my going to dance. And when I'm on stage... I'm um, I'm not like with Kraftwerk, uh, just just uh, just a robot who, who does not move, you know, and who is fascinated of not mo- not moving, just with the fingers on on the instruments or on the laptop. Just uh, I'm different, you know. I'm very vivacious, and um, it's like, have you seen Carl Cox when he plays? He's always dancing, even with his big weight, you know. He's so he's so fat, but he's so movable, you know. And uh, I like that because, you know, he's also very, all the time laughing, presenting music with all his, um, all his muscles and all his energy. And I'm, I'm on my way in different music, uh, of course, but uh, the, the same happens in me. Talking, I would say that. talking of acting, um, Best Buy on the new album also has uh, a radio play in, well, what you call a small radio play in, in the middle of it. Tell, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I do that sometimes. Uh, we have other tracks as well in the next one. In the next album, Magazine 2, there's also a radio play in. And um, it comes, yeah, that's my imagination when I'm working on, on the tracks with my partner, Peter Dugal. And sometimes I say, we, we must uh, bring something from that shop. You know, um, if the people are so... In, into uh, super cells and uh, gold mine day and so you know they are so much uh, what I say happy about buying anything which is just cheap and they they don't know if they really need it but they buy it because you you never know they they they, they have piles of things at home which they don't need but they bought it in the last years and they store everything. Germans do that very much. Uh, they, they like it much better than the English, I think. The hoarders. Uh, uh, yes, of course. And um, yeah, that's why I suddenly had to, I, I don't, don't ask me why that happened. It happens just, uh, maybe it's a talent. I think we must have them now, really. Go into the scene and speak to the people. And you know, we detected two to uh, customers talking to each other. In fact, it was me. I have a, uh, I have a program with the voice changer. So I made a, a younger man and an older man and uh, with, a, with a deeper voice and a higher voice. And I put the higher voice on the left side in the panorama and the other one on the, on the, on, on the right side. And they spoke together. So uh, and there are also some footsteps coming on. They, they come nearer. 
and they are um, uh, detected by the shop owner, you know, by, by, the, uh, by the shop leader, and he gets that big laughter afterwards. So everything worked fine, what he did with them, you know. So, um, yeah, that's why we do something a little bit uh, radio play. Another song is called uh, Posh. We, make, uh, we made a song about posh girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are very, they are very pretty because we don't have that word in Germany. What it means to be posh, you know, posh girls from London. And I know one, a special one. And that's a song on her. I would not tell you who it is at the moment, <laughs> but she is existing, and uh, many of her uh, are existing as well. And we have also a little radio play in that big mall where the other girls, which are not so rich. They know her and talk about her. Oh, there she is. She looks gorgeous, but she can buy everything only with the credit card of her papa, you know. But she has no friends. She's poor, at least. The other decide, but we have friends. We got love. She not. She has only the credit card. So this is another thing in the, with the sound of the big mall in the back, you know. Yeah. And uh, there are some other tracks. I would not tell about too much uh, about the second magazine, only that it is already seventy-five percent finished, and you've got and Posh Girls so, is on it. Is on that, and is also with the collaboration uh, with the part of Juan Atkins. Um. I want to ask about Juan Atkins. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Juan Atkins, um, and obviously there's a, a song on Magazine One um, with with him, um, Billionaire. Um, how did you end up working with him? I mean. Um, I think it was three years ago or two years ago when he played in the Barbican Hall in London. His um, his big show, he made an opening show for his Cybertron uh, music and program. Have you been there in the Barbican Hall? Maybe I, then? A long, long time ago. I saw the Cybertron show somewhere else, but I have been to the Barbican, yes. Yeah. Okay, so he did that that show and Peter, my, my partner, was there and asked me, would you not come over? We could see his show and maybe talk to him afterwards in the backstage. And I, um, I took a ticket for, for a plane and we met there and went in. We were invited by his manager and so we had a very good seat and saw the show. And I must say it was very, very brilliant with all these laser uh, projections on, on, on the huge screen. And I must say I found it even more modern, and it, it really touched me more than a Kraftwerk show at the moment. I don't find that anymore so modern. It's a bit old-fashioned, meanwhile. But what he brought with this, this, this huge laser show in the barbecue hall, that was very, very modern. That was very exciting to me. Even I like his music. But it's a, it's a lot of uh, Kraftwerk music inside of him, you know. He's such a big fan of my former band, so you can hear so many Kraftwerk uh, citations. Uh, anyway, however, we got uh, into talk on the next day in his uh, artist flat where he lived for some days and we had longer talks about music uh, at at all and um, it came to the result that we spoke together by not doing something together and he would like he liked that idea very much and it took some further some further months, not just weeks but months that we got something which I had which uh, had uh, electrified me uh, a long time before from an older track of him it was the, it was um track 10 do you know track 10 from him it's i think from i don't think i do on from the 80s yeah uh, there is a bass line in that was the one i wanted to have separate 
on a separate thread, right. uh, a stem f- from that. And he didn't find it, at least. And it was a big problem for him to find it. And then he found out that it was uh, already uh, recorded on DAT system then. And it was a new uh, digital system. And he had to get that machine running again, but it didn't work again. So it, it, he put the cartridge in, the, the cassette in, and it did not play. At least he offered me to play that uh, bass line new in. He recorded it new, a very little bit different, but even better. Yeah. It was very strong, and he also delivered some variations of that bass line. And we were very happy about it, and we used it uh, for a Billionaire, and the other one we used for Posh on the next album. Okay. So we are, since that day, we are WhatsApping, and we, uh, I think, we met in Cologne, we met in Paris, and we met in Dusseldorf. I invited him for uh, uh, the Digitale Festival here in Dusseldorf, and he played a big show in a culture club here mm-hmm. with my friend Peter as the support. So, uh, you know, um, I suddenly I uh, promoted him here, and I was the promoter, at least. <laughs> it's a funny story, huh? That is great. Your question is money. I own money. Money was always in my family. I, I, I thought, and I might be wrong, you were going to be working on something on a new Cybertron album as well. Have I got that wrong? Yeah, I don't know. We made, we, we made some, some uh, remixes uh, of that song, but... Maybe it's not that style what he um what what could fit to his music, so I'm not sure if he brings that out at the moment, but I can tell you another story about Carl Cox. He would bring out something of me because we also were in talks uh, with him about his manager, and uh, we used some um music of him, what he especially recorded for us. It was not something already existing, so he uh, he recorded three tracks for me, Mm -hmm. and I'd chosen one of them, which touched me most, and we used it for electric sheep in the the middle part. It's not very much, but it's very important because it was, uh, it did completely um, inspire me for that song, which was was called Electric Sheep, at least. And um, he was he was very different than than Juan because uh, he he offered me now for his new album to make a, um, a cover version or a remix from one of his songs and that will be on his next album. Ah, great! But hey. this happens in winter, so I'm waiting for the stamps. Yeah, how how do you feel about techno music today? I mean. It's so different than techno music. I don't like this West Band thing or this what they play on 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 the German Love Parade. What they used to play this 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 uh, this usual techno, which is so boring, you know. Mm. But there is techno music like Atkins uh, uh, play or, or others, which I really um, which I, which I find really intelligent, which are soundtracks for movies, you know. Things happen inside which really. Uh, play me a story, tell me a story, which I can enter and which goes into my brain. And I think I must, I can make pop music from that when my voice is in and I write some lyrics and I tell anything what is happening. Then they are mostly very astonished. Oh, Wolfgang, I, I didn't expect that. How did it come? Yeah, that's how you touch me. That's how you inspired me, your music. So you give me the stage and then I'm in. And of course, 
I cut that and I add my music, my melodies, and Peter uh, adds his arpeggiators and all these background strings maybe. So at least it comes to a completely new um, um, arrangement, you know. I, I completely wonder, new. Is it slightly strange for you to listen to techno given all of your all of your history? I mean, and how much you've been involved with it? No, why? Why should I? I mean, good music is good music. At least I must say that, and um, I, I, I can I can decide what is good music, especially just for my taste, of course, you mm-hmm. know. And um, um, I'm, I'm 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 a movie um, I'm a movie fan anyway, so I listen to much uh, movie music. So uh, all these um, which I use uh, sometimes is for me. Uh, soundtracks for movies made for music, you know, because they already tell a story to me. Mm-hmm. Even there's no voice inside, you know, no vocal, not one word. One of my absolute favorite tracks on the album is Say No, um, which is based on a poem by uh, Wolfgang Borset. I'm not sure if I'm saying that. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of him. T- t- tell us about him. Yeah, Wolfgang Borchert, um I, I'm 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 a friend of his since my youth. So uh, we had to to read his uh, tales and his uh, short stories in, in in school when I was 16 or 17. So I learned a lot of uh, pacifism in those days. And um, since then, I love his his short way of short sentences and very honest spoken words. He was uh, in in he lived only until the age of 28 and was only in wartime. He was a soldier, which he did not want to be, but he was called from the Hitler, Hitler regime, you know. So he, the Nazis made uh, made him uh, down, you know. They didn't yeah. kill him, but at least he he was, uh, he died by a, a big lung uh, um, illness, you know, in a, in a, in a Swiss hospital. And um, by typhus, I think, or something like that. But his stories are so clear and so uh, hard and uh, in, in a bad way awful sometimes. Uh, people, I make book readings from him in Germany, sometimes in churches, in, in school, and, and also in clubs from his stories. And um, people say I have a, a very good talent for reading for chapter readings or book readings. And sometimes ladies come afterwards with tears in their eyes and uh, shake hands and say, Wolfgang, it's so touching, it's so touching. I've never heard it like that. So I thought uh, to Peter, um, I want to have on, on, on my record one uh, one thing with literature from my friend Wolfgang Porsche. And he delivered, delivered uh, me uh, a soundtrack from one of his friends. Peter is very good connected in England. Mm. He lived in near Leeds in a small town, Hepton Bridge, with his studio and family. And um, we spoke about that. And he has a friend who delivered a little soundtrack. It was not much. But I said to Peter, uh, this could be say no. This could fit. It was so honest and was so um, sacred, I would say. And uh, it really gave me some goose skins on my, on my skin, you know. And uh, at least I said to him, let's try this. And <clears throat> I recorded three or four, ty- four days the sentences, which uh, from the German into the English translated sentences uh, for these um, for these little parts, which which uh, appear in the song, you know, that is comes so much from my heart. 
um, and I think at least uh, Peter did a very, very good job. He did the most music inside the whole arrangement, besides of the starting melody. That comes from me. And I must tell you, in the beginning, I was a bit shy to present it to Peter because I thought, ah, maybe he thinks it's too kitschy to him. You know, you you know what is kitschy. Yeah, yeah. It's also a word in English. Uh, and um, uh, maybe too childish. No, he said it is very, very good. You must have that because it's it's uh, it goes straight into my heart, he said. And then, okay, I said, if that's the case, we take it. But anyway, it's a big arrangement and it's an eight-minute track, so heavy, heavy in, in, the, in all. And we also have these little, um, the, the girls uh, singing, which repeats sometimes of parts of the of the words, you know, which is Miriam. Uh, I record with Miriam since my last album, since we know as since 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miriam, Miriam Suarez is also in Posh and on some other parts of the tracks. Um, I'm doing with U96 also. These are also techno guys from Hamburg, you know. Yeah, and yeah. This, that worked so well from the beginning, you know. So they they also brought their new album out, and uh, the tracks they bring are completely different than mine. So my versions are different. Much more vocals inside, much more Wolfgang Flur melodies inside. Whatever we are ordered to do, asked for, or take part in, it is an act of humanity to preserve our lives. Uh, we've mentioned um, Peter Dugal. Uh, Dougal, Dougal, a, a few times, um, who's a, a sort of key collaborator on the album. Um, c- could you just briefly tell him what, what his role was on the album? His role was 50% of me. I would say we become brothers, like Ralph and Florian. I would never do an album without him in the, in the future. So this was a very, very uh, big luck for me to meet him. In 2015, he engaged me to Hepton Bridge um, Arts Festival. It was a very hot, a steamy, hot June. And we drove there. My wife is always accompanying me because she films always my shows. And when we entered there on Leeds-Bradford Airport, he picked us up with his car, with his private car, and brought us in 50 minutes uh, about a wonderful landscape uh, to Hepton Bridge. And then <clears throat> we put our luggage into the White Swan Hotel. And when we came out, it is just that photo my wife took with her uh, iPhone, which you have on the backside of the album. Have you the artwork? I've got the, I, the artwork I have the artwork, it? but I think I've only seen the front side of it, if I'm right. Oh, then, okay, me... then give me, yeah. If I, I have your email, I sent you the backside as well, it's important. There is a photo, it is so new, so we know each other one hour then, in that mm-hmm. moment. And w- w- how we look at each other, it is it it's kept like today. So we were we were like friends, like like brothers from the very first sight. It was unbelievable, and I did not know in that moment that he makes music. I just thought he's the promoter of the arts festival. So he did that for his little town, and um, then he told me, of course, later he has his own little studio and his living house. Um, in, in, in the roof and the up, upstairs, and he showed it to me. And it's brilliant, and and then I heard some some tracks of him. Uh, let me just switch out my my phone. And um, I was very touched by some of his tracks, uh, which were called already Birmingham. It's his birth town. He's uh, his family comes from India, 
40 years ago maybe. But he is born originally in Birmingham. And we made an homage on Birmingham, on his living town. So that was the first track we did together. And we engaged uh, the singer of the former band uh, Propaganda, Claudia Brücken, to sing the lyrics and my melodies, uh, which I gave to her. And Peter had a good contact to Peter Hu from former New Order, remember? Oh, yeah. The bass yeah. player. And uh, he asked him if he would join us. And he was so amused and he was so uh, packed from the song and said, of course, I do that. <laughs> it's so brilliant. It fits so well, everything. I couldn't believe how, how so different people, which sometimes did not see, see once before, have not met. And it does only function uh, via the Internet. We send the stamps there and we can get it back. Suddenly is a baseline and so well with his special high bass of what he is using to play, you know, how he's known for. Are you a big fan of New Order and Joy Division? Some of them, not all, but some of them. I did not meet the guy before, and I will, I will meet him this year, I think so, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm interested that you called, uh, there's a song called, called Birmingham. Um, do you see a big connection between uh, Birmingham and Dusseldorf? Are they similar, similar kind of cities? Oh, yes, they are big. They are very, uh, very uh, different, but very nice both. You know, I mean, um, it's it's a, it's a much more <coughs> mixed of cultures city than Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf is pretty Germany, but um, we have not so many uh, other cultures and uh, people living uh, like in Birmingham. I think Birmingham is even more mixed up than London. You know, mm. I'm sure. So often as I was there, I love the city. Um, I'm also a fan of London, but it's so different. It's 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 a Moloch against Birmingham, you know. Yeah. And especially because uh, I know the family of Peter, and um, they are very often his mother, and so they are living there. So um, yeah, it was fun for him, for me and him, uh, to work on that song. I wanted to ask about uh, Night Drive as well. You've called it the craziest song on on magazine, uh, magazine one. Yeah, maybe. Well, why? Maybe. Why? I mean, um, it was very it was very difficult to, to get me into this uh, the the small stem which I had from maps from a from a friend of him, you know, and um, at first now it doesn't inspire me not too much. It was very little inside. Even there was a rapper inside, which I could not believe to put it into my music, you know. Nothing against rap, but it's a very different workshop and very different music style. Yeah. American rapper, you know. Um, at least I thought so much, and then suddenly I had um, a little spooky melody, and I added it in, and I sent it to him, and I said, oh, that is so different, so crazy. How did you come on that? Yeah, I don't know, maybe by a nightmare, I, I don't know. <laughs> so it developed over months, I really must say. It was one of the tracks we, we, we used to work on longest than all the others, you know. And um, I like the girls, the girl vocals, which the, she tells a little bit story about um, driving in the night at four. So uh, f 4 a.m. was the original title, 4 a.m. So um, I said, but it's like a night drive. And I also can tell a story about night drive or about driving the train with this Kraftwerk, one of our first uh, drives to Paris, you know. So I, I wrote my own lyrics. And told my story, she told her story, and we throw the uh, we throw the, the rapper out, and I put instead of him a melody, 
and uh, at least it fitted, but it took very, very long, you know. And um, especially also the rhythm track, which is uh, the third level part, I always tell. I love to go in a far distance sometimes uh, to leave the song completely into another level, in not another direction, and returning back to the story, which is then told lyrics or, or the, the choruses, you know. And some of the parts that works very well, if, if, we, if we leave, uh, you know what I mean by that? Yeah, when yeah. I say, I leave, I leave to anywhere else with the music. And maybe sometimes also uh, change change the rhythm or change the beat, you know, and then coming back. So this is something uh, which I really like. And Peter Peter had not used that trick tricky thing. And I trained it to him. Now he loves uh, to, w Wolfgang, what about the third level, what you say? Yeah, think about it, you know. So we, we learn from each other. This is the good thing like brothers should do, you know. And uh, as already said, Peter is not only a musician. He is, meanwhile, my younger brother. Um, of course, I'm much older, or he could be my son from the age. But I find him more like a brother, you know, because we are both musicians, and uh, we work on the same uh, on the same level and on the same chemistry. One thing I like, I really like about Night Drive was uh, the line uh, you say, "My father didn't understand, neither did my mum." So, so they, when you were doing music, when you started doing music, they didn't get it, right? What, what, how did yeah. they feel? What was their sort of attitude? I mean, they also didn't, they didn't get the, the Beatles music, which I loved then when I was young. I mean, we, we were youngsters, you know, I was 16 when we uh, detected in our school Love Me Do from the Beatles. That was the first pop song I listened to. Um, from England then, you know, and um, we loved them. I had already my first school band, the Beethovens, and the Beethovens copied the Beatles brilliantly, at least. So we, we trained and trained and trained. We rehearsed like crazy uh, with, the, with the complicated uh, song uh, vocals, which they sometimes had, the three or four voices. And um, even my parents didn't like the Beatles. Uh, all, all the... All older Germans from that generation, they didn't like the Beatles because they were uh, they were not Schlager as we had the Scheiß Schlager in Germany. You know, we hated that. We we as the youngsters, <laughs> when we turned on the radio, we we listened to to FM on Radio Luxembourg every Saturday at four o'clock afternoon. You know, then we had the top ten from England played in 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 a bad quality, but FM. I mean, it's not very good. You know. But anyway, uh, we listened all all the time, every Saturday, what is new from England? What is new from America? But most came from England, from the Kings, from the Loving Spoonful, from Manfred Mann, from Beatles and uh, Rolling Stones, and everything was modern, was much better than from Germany, you know. So um, my people, my, my, my parents became a little bit uh, fear about their Wolfgang, what happened with him, because I, suddenly my hair grew longer and longer. I, I, wear, I wear black uh, black pullovers in, in hot summer with black, black trousers and, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's pretty normal. Young, young boys must have their heroes uh, to have um, um, anything to compare with, you know, and to, to be like this one or this one, and at least to find um, what is best than uh, some later, your own way, your own start to another uh, direction. At least for me, it was Kraftwerk, of course, that was the most modern thing, uh, which was complicated for me to understand then. It was um, more 
chemical music. Uh, it was more um, in that state when I met them the first time. There, there were experimental music, you know. It was not pop music, but it was so interesting because the absolute modern uh, new instrumental synthesizer today it's it's average. Everyone has a synth at home, maybe, or especially at the school boys or so. And um, but for me and for Ralph and Florian, it was completely new instrument. So we had that chance to to, to jump on on this new uh, sound. This sonic thing was so um, touching to everyone from us. So at least it became pop music since we added vocals and uh, arranged like 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 uh, others with chorus inside and uh, and uh, some some verses and um, just made from electronics, you know. So um, what I wanted to say is um, your question was how it was then. Yeah, you know, for your parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with my parents. Of course, they could not understand that. Even Kraftwerk was... Uh, for my father, it was horrible music. My mother was a bit more into music, and she, at least when he became famous, and we were suddenly in America or so, she cut every article from the German newspapers and collected it for me. So some pride uh, started to to, to spread it uh, in our house, you know. But my father was never um, into music. He, he's, he has now... Um, he has no artistical um, sight in, 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 in his personality. My mother did, but not my father. At least uh, my father didn't understand, even not my mother. So that, that is a little part in that. I was sad about it when I was young, but uh, at least um, it did not matter to my life, of course. But I know my mom is, all, is above me now in, in heaven since long. I think she knows what's happening with me now. With magazine one and yeah. magazine two, and what I am doing to you, English people, at the first time for releasing it, you know. Yeah. I hope. I hope. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's you you talked about um, about uh, the the influence of the Beatles and you know how it how it changed your life as a teenager. I. I have read your excellent book. I was a robot. I read it a a, a long time ago, um, and I may be misremembering things. In which case, I do tell me. But isn't there a, a very strong story about there about listening to the Who's My Generation on your on your sofa? Or am I am I misremembering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> I listened to it. I must not explain what I did beside of that, yeah? Well, yeah, I, I do remember right, yeah. So I remember that being yeah. <laughs> quite an incredible story. I, I, I would not say it was very sexy to me, but I had a big release. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened anyway. That's, that's correct. But, you know, I was also very much enraged with my parents then. It was a, a generation thing, you know. And uh, the, the lyrics uh, from my generation and um, also from my no satisfaction was at the same time, I think, it spoke exactly what we as the German youth thought. Yeah. It was really a relief for us, you know, your band's done. So you have collaborated with many different people, not just on this album, um, but uh, in, in the past as well on other people's records. What is this, the secret to a good collaboration? Um, of course, the first thing must, the chemicals must be uh, correct. It must be um, a human person. I must have the feel, even if I didn't meet them personally. 
but we are in contact with telephone and emails and I find out pretty soon, pretty early, whose nature they are, you know. And uh, most important, of course, is the music they do. Um, I can feel if anything touches me or tells me a story or opens my brain and my imagination for anything what could happen there. Uh, I, I can find very, very, very early, very suddenly a role which I want to have and, and, and ask them, can I have a little bit of this or a little bit of that? And <laughs> maybe accompanied by another thing and so. And uh, it's so funny because I'm a bit older, as you know, and many of these artists I'm talking about, um, they, they, they are Kraftwerk fans at least. And of course, who is not Kraftwerk fan? I must say that because everyone claims that, you know. Yeah. And so they are a bit proud to work with me. They never thought so to, to work with a uh, original Kraftwerker, you know. They could also work with Karl Bartos. But I had spoken with Karl Bartos the last day, and he says he would not make any more music at the moment. He feels too old, and he says, it's enough music in the world. Wolfgang, does the world need n new music? And I said, of course, always. You did so great music with your tracks after Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk doesn't release anything new since you left and I left. And this is pretty long ago. Yeah. So they play still Kraftwerk Autobahn, and we are the robots, and all the model and I'm we are the she's a model and so and uh, every evening every day since 40 years since 50 years nearly I could not do this yeah no you need new new things that, you need to move that on would, that would that no that that would me really lock into a big cage you know uh, with 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 massive alcohol and drugs I would stand it maybe and even if he would give me a million for that and he did that nearly. He he did uh, wanted to buy me back when you have read my book. There was a situation in 1997 uh, when I was already working on my Time Per album, my first release after Kraftwerk, when I suddenly had an, an EMI um, uh, contract on my desk, you know. Yeah. I did not tell that, Ralph, but we met for the last uh, time in, in a little uh, cafe outside from Dusseldorf, under a nice chestnut tree in summer, and we spoke about everything. It was his wish to meet me again, and he wanted to excuse me himself for anything that they they did not so nice to me. But he was too late. Mm -hmm. He was too late, and he offered me much money to buy me back into the band. So um, this is nothing new, but I tell you, many people who have read my book, they know this story. Yeah. And I was, I was very kind to him, and I said, it's a bit late, so I have no interest more in, in being a robot. Talking of which, I wondered if I could ask about the essay you wrote um, about meeting up with Florian uh, Schneider in 2016. Uh, it was a very beautiful essay. Um, how, how did it feel to reconnect with him? I mean, Florian was always the guy who I loved more, most. He was the funniest guy. He, he could be very different. He could be nasty today and tomorrow the most charming guy in the world. But um, it's a bit, he, he had, uh, we had some similarity. We, we were always soldiering and tricky things about by building some techniques. And so we, we were both very, very near, you know. And <clears throat> he some sometimes visited me in my uh, in my workshop downstairs burger alley and um accompanied me by doing the things to build maybe the first 
electronic front pads board, which we thought about both of us and had the idea how we could manage that to play electronic sounds uh, with metal sticks instead of wood sticks on regular drums, you know. But this was already back in 1973, and uh, how long that is uh, uh, gone, you know. And since that day, I found more nearness to him. River, I must really say more to him. And um, when he died, it was a shock for me. I did not know that he was so ill. When I met him the last time in uh, 2016 in that brewery house where we used to go when we were together still and have maybe dinner and uh, some drinks, um, it was our our place. I had another party there with my friends for birthday, and uh, my wife said, maybe this, could that be Florian? She never met him before. Mm. She had only an idea. There was a guy sitting next to us in a small table, uh, with two other ladies. And uh, later I found out it, it was his girlfriend and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not know because uh, they were sitting in my back. So I, I did not uh, turn my head to him straight. So all my friends saw him and just were murmuring and murmuring and very silent, whispering to me, Wolfram, it's Florian, really, he's sitting behind you. Now get up, say him hello. We, we know that you were fighting, and they were fighting both about your book. We, we had some issues, you, you know. Yeah. And I said, yeah, why should I? He can. So I was really a bit, uh, what, what, what could I? a bit uh, not knowing what to do like uh, yeah and suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder I looked up and said oh Florian you I did very astonished already I knew he he was behind me then I stood up and we shook hands and it was a very a very touchy movement because we suddenly took us uh, embrace each other we never did that before as old men you know I mean I was uh, 71 then, you know, yeah. and he was 72, he's one year older. We could suddenly be kind and nice to each other. And I, I went very near to his ears and whispered with my lips in his ears, thank you, Florian, for all these wonderful years we had together. And he said, you are absolutely correct, Warren. these were the best years. So that was our last meeting. So we thanked each other for the fine time. We had a nice embracement, and uh, then he did not want to sit on our table. We, of course, invited him and his both ladies immediately, but he said, it's your party, it's your party, I must go home. Um, But anyway, have a nice evening. That was it, and I did not know what was already uh, working in his body, you know. So later I found out that he was already very ill. So yeah, sad, sad. So yeah. now he's lying 10 minutes from my home on his grave. Uh, I could nearly spy over, but I sometimes meet him. Yeah. I go to the grave and I bring a flower and say again, thanks. I hope you are well. It's a very, very, it's a very moving story. Um, yeah, it is. I, I want to just uh, end today, if I may, by, by sort of going back to the present, indeed to the future, obviously. We're a bit shut in with with COVID, and and there haven't been a lot of live live gigs. But are you going to be touring the new album? Yes, of course. It is planned. It is planned. Of course, everyone plans and gives up and plans and gives up and postpones and postpones. Third postpone, fourth postpone. I'm so full of engagements and uh, questions for Wolfgang playing because 
uh, has nothing to do with the album one, when the album should be out on the 4th of March. This is plan of my record uh, uh, label. And uh, we, are, we have planned with, with my booker um, a 10 days tour in England starting from the 4th and 5th um, uh, February. But to be honest, I don't believe that that will uh, function because of COVID. I think if we go over the winter and, you know, maybe we must postpone them also into, the, into autumn maybe or late summer. Uh, I hope that it works, you know, 10 days. So 10 cities and some others from my, from my European um, book, we must also play Brussels, Amsterdam, Oslo, and Copenhagen, and all the other cities. So I'm full of dates, you know, and I must always uh, um, el um, eliminate these dates in, on my diary and put it into another date, six months later, three months later. So uh, that's a real shit. Yeah. But anyway, I, I love to do that, you know, and I wait and I hope that we can play uh, the show as planned uh, from the 4th of February or even the, even the first four or five concerts must be upon, maybe from March on. I, I really, really hope so. I, we, need, uh, we need some live music, I think, mm. definitely. But look, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you for taking um, so much of... of of your time to speak to us. Um, yeah. congratulations again you. on the album. Well, it's, it's very nice. It's a brilliant album. I've been it's been um uh cheering up my my pre Christmas, which I think okay. we all need to Thank you. Oh that's nice to have to hear that, yeah. Oh. Okay, then uh, take care of all the tracks and I sent you the backside of the album uh for the from the artwork as well today. Ah perfect. There's a bit more on and then you see a picture of Peter and me and you can already announce that Peter will be my uh, my musician of my of my life and of my partnership in the future. We will glue together like Ralph and Florian, and we'll have more fun with music. So there is so much in the air for us. Perfect. Well, that's very nice to hear. Okay. Thank you. All right. Lovely to speak bye -bye. to you. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye.